You know what it is. It's your boy, Big Phil, and you're now listening to the Veal Radio Show. Where we chilling like villains with the homie Jay Harris, Shirk Dog, and yours truly. Yes! Yo, yo, what's going on? This is the Veal Radio Show. You're now rocking with the blessed. This is Jay, a.k.a. Julie's, A.k.a. Jerry. There you go. All right, there you go. All right, there it goes. That's what it is. They out here giving out my government name. It's all it's all good. Run up on me and screaming out Jerry if you want to and see if you don't get clotheslined out in the streets. We just playing though. Welcome to the Ville Radio Show. We love you. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is. Uh, listen, 103.7 FM, 13:20 AM, Pure Radio. Um, uh, my 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 right hand man, Big Phil, is gone. He's in Africa right now. Um, but it's all good because. He always does that stupid intro to his name that we don't want to hear anyway. So the Lord is blessing us with a break from Phil or whatever and all that good stuff. But I got Shirk Dog in the house with me. Hit him, Shirk Dog. You know what it is. It's the, <laughs> it's the smelliest, freshest, funkiest, whitest person on the block. So we still going to get Big Shirk Phil out dog. here. still happened. It yeah, still goes down. Do. Straight up, straight up. So listen, today, man, we... um. We're doing a show a little bit different. You know, we usually like to run our mouth, get into some really, really serious issues, some controversial stuff. And um, and so we don't always get to really, really, um, you know, deal with artists, you know what I'm saying, that rock, you know, in the music industry. And I'm excited to have my cousin, um, He's Nigel to me, but he's legend to y'all from the Renaissance movement. You know what I'm saying? Up, so man. welcome, cuz. What's up, big cuz, What it is, though. He's throwing out governments too now, but it's yeah. cool. Oh yeah, I'm throwing out. I have to. I didn't do it. I never said Jerry. But you laughed when he did it. You co-signed <laughs> it, so you know how it goes. That's, that's true. That yeah, is true. Well, so we glad we glad to have you. You know what I'm saying? Glad to be had. So what you Thank doing? You, you know what I'm saying? Y'all out of VA. What yeah. you doing all the way down here in Florida? I came. I preached at a church in Orlando. Shout out friends, uh, community church, and then Purpose Church. I preached there, rapped there, did a little concert, and they brought me in to talk about the safe house. So while I was here, I was like, let me stretch it out for a week and just keep connecting and making connection when I reached out to you and some other folks. So I'm here talking about the Safe House project. We're launching that album June 9th, and then we're going to Africa to build that Safe House uh, once we get what we need to do it. So, no doubt. Don't yeah. spill a bean jack, because I want to walk everybody into Safe House, what it is, what y'all are doing, gotcha. the whole deal. I heard that you have been over, you was over at 1122 yesterday, yeah. and Shout everybody thought you were me. <laughs> everybody like, hey, Jay, good to see you, man. We got to connect after that church planners conference. I'm like, I'm from, I'm from the, um, I don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah, and there's like three people. Yeah. And you know, a dude was like, I ain't want to be that one to say, you know, black people look alike, but y'all two look alike. I'm yeah, like, yeah. You get a pass, bro, because it's kind of true. So. You, you know what? When I'm over there now, people will be like, yo, we need to get a meeting. I'll be like, I, that's, I'm not actually Jay. I'm going to start using that with the Dodge people when I need to Dodge people or whatever. I'm like, I'm actually legend. Yeah. But see, those people, they don't know you, Jay. I know you. Yeah. And I thought you were outside not coming in the door for some reason earlier <laughs> when legend came. I thought you changed shirts and you got a little more muscular. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? Dad, yo. Oh, that's good. I'm that's just getting good. smashed on this whole yeah. show. First, I'm fat. This is the government name, all of that. This is what working out once a year gets you right here. You see that? That muscular. This is what working out every 10 years gets you right here. <laughs> Straight up. All right. All right, so check this out, man. I, so I think a lot of people, they don't, what I would like the listeners to hear today, besides, you know, us getting in the safe house, is really um, one thing I've, one, what I've always esteemed and admired about you is how you're able to run a record label. Um, if, if somebody's looking at your outside from the, from looking at your life from the outside in, I think it's hard for them to distinguish whether you're a minister, a preacher, um, a, a CEO of a record label, a street evangelist. Um, <laughs> like you do a lot of things. Most people, when they say like I'm a Christian artist, that's kind of the thing they kind of move in. And so I think a lot of Christian artists need to hear this because um, from when I've talked to you, you've been always crazy serious about the music, but always had a huge conviction about the ministry. Um, and it doesn't even... I'm sure personally you've wrestled with keeping that balance, but yeah. like to me, it seems like it's just where your heart is set that you know this is ministry and the way you approach it, but you also fight to be excellent in the music you craft and everything. Yeah. And I remember the first time, um, I mean, I always thought the music was dope, but like I remember the first time when I got to see y'all and y'all were at 1122. And I was just, that was a couple years ago. Yeah, about three. Yep. And I, I walked into the show and it blew my mind because I was like, first of all, the whole. You, it was crazy people there, and then the whole 
set up y'all had with a drummer and even the way y'all used the screen. I was like, yo, this is some old Reach Records type <laughs> level stuff. Like, I really, really was thinking that. I really was blown away. I mean, I know y'all was rocking, but I didn't know y'all did shows like that. And um, so I thought that was huge or whatever. And I, and I think the way that y'all used the stage to not just do a show, you killed that, but y'all ministered while y'all were there. And even everybody in your crew is serious about ministry as well, like John Doe and everybody else yeah. and the whole squad or whatever, um, and Sinai. And um, so tell us about that, like Renaissance Movement, um, the start of it, and, and just even like kind of the progression of the label. What's that been like? Um, it started, um, just I had just come to Christ around, you know, 20, 22 actually. I came to Christ around 22, and I wasn't really... Uh, you know, I didn't know you could merge. I I kind of dipped out of church. I didn't know you could really merge hip hop and the gospel. I wasn't really looking for it. There was a separation because of all the content I'd received from hip hop. I was like, well, that can't merge with this. Yeah. Uh, and then my wife dragged me to a show where I seen some dudes. You know, uh, shout out Goda, shout out a uh, bunch of cats. They were rapping and reaching people my church wasn't reaching. And it was this merge of hip hop and gospel that I didn't know. I had no precedent for. I left that night and started Renaissance Movement, and I on a yellow legal pad like Tia. This is what we're gonna do, and Tia's been there from the jump. You know, we got married later and all that, but it's just, you know, it just it just went from there. Shout but out Tia. Shout out Tia. Shout out the wives. The wives. The wife is the real boss. You already know how that. I goes. Already know, bro. Yeah. I already know. I'm still checking in. Like, can I still go to the interview? But we we had you know it's um we did that man, and but there was no real business to it. It was just we like to rap. Anybody opens up a stage, I'm gone. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and that's what my whole, my whole community was like. That cats was just rapping because they loved the art, but there was really there wasn't anything to go to the next level with, not sustainably, I thought. And um, and so it just you know we just kept moving and kept moving, but didn't really know what we was doing. And then three years ago, um, I just had this conviction to leave my job, raise the money, live missionary style, and go for it all the way. And that happened in September 2013. And I've been full time ever since. I just trace chasing after it. So mm. so. Real quick, because I think a lot of people don't even have a, to me, this is what is very peculiar about you, to me, that this balance of how you know how to do this. Like, I don't never, I've never heard of an artist saying, like, number one, I've never heard of people really esteeming Christian hip hop and understanding it's important to the importance to the urban context mm -hmm. we kind of sometimes play it like oh that's cute like you know some of the people want to come do some rap stuff yeah but it's actually the language of a whole generation yeah and that crosses color lines and yeah. I, I think in the church we haven't esteemed it for what it is and we haven't empowered it enough but so you actually were able to take the vision of the label go in front of some people and yeah. say this is what we're trying to do for the kingdom and to see souls save and we need you to actually fund this. Yeah, I mean, people got excited because they they they've been involved in what you consider missions, traditional stuff like water wells yeah. and all those and those things are fantastic. But they but people they surprised me with how they interpreted it. The interpretation was, I get to be involved in a mission mm -hmm. that I never in my life would have ever thought I could ever be involved in, and that touching people's lives who I may never ever meet or ever touch. But you'll get to do that, and they're right next door. But I just don't I know how to connect. Like, yeah. you can do that. For, and I'll help you do that if, you know, and, and another thing, like, people were saying the immediacy of what they were supporting, they would, like, they would give, and then they check Facebook, and they saw what they gave to work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It wasn't like, we hope this thing happens five years down the road in this yeah. foreign country. They're like, it's happening now. And I had a, I had a uh, shout out to Crisis Pregnancy Center. I worked there for a couple of years, and I got some, some nonprofit wisdom. I saw how they were, how they were able to blend, like, we're totally dependent on you giving. But here's how we're tying the me the message to you and what we're doing to you. So I, all I did was take that and say I'm gonna do it for a Renaissance, and it worked, and people blessed it, and it was just you know it was good. It wasn't without struggle, but.
Radio show, we just coming back 103.7 FM Pure Radio 1320 AM. Yo, we just rocked that single Safe House off the Safe House album. Yeah, man. So tell me about the song a little bit. The song, we just so first of all, we, we came back from the whole adventure and you know, we wanted to respond to what we saw. And we were just thinking to ourselves, like, hey man, I don't know what else to do. Why don't we just make a song about it? Hopefully, it'll raise awareness. And somebody important somewhere will do something with it. Yeah. And so uh, I don't know which song came first, but the original thought was just a single, then just a free EP. So when we were writing this song right here, it was like um, we just wanted to communicate very explicitly like what we saw and where our hope lies. Because if you just focus on the issue, man, it's a really hopeless-looking issue. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the biggest threat right now. Um, there are more people in history in slavery now than ever before. Like as sophisticated as we think we've gotten, we haven't gotten anywhere yeah. in our humanity. Uh, and and despite all that, we're fighting, but it looks hopeless if that's all we see. And our hope lies outside of ourselves and outside of our ability and what we can do. Because in our own ability, we can't fix this, I don't mm -hmm. believe. Mm -hmm. But outside of ourselves, man, God can do anything. And that's kind of what the song was about. Everybody needs a safe house. And also trying to say, like, it's not just, a, 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 there's a one or two lines in the song, like, right here in Virginia, in Norfolk, I got off the plane, I was like, yo, it's the same issue here. And thinking about my own life, like, I need a safe house. It's mm -hmm. trying to say everybody needs a safe house, not just, you know, them over there. That That's that's foolish talk. Like, we all need a safe house. You know, I, I think, like, listening to the music since y'all come back, it feels like y'all have had an epiphany. Like, I, I always felt like y'all didn't play around. 
y'all just took this music thing a lot more serious than, than a lot of Christian artists I run into. Um, I, I think y'all always did from the jump. I think y'all always looked at it like ministry, but even um, from a organizational standpoint, the way that you, you just seem like with Sinai and the whole squad, like you always had people with you that were like, like we know the vision and this isn't a game for us. Yeah. It didn't seem like nobody was dead weight at all. And, and and I hear it in the music now, you know what I'm saying? You done leaked the album to me because I'm family. It just <laughs> is what it is, sorry for all y'all. But anyway, I'm fam, I already got the joint. Anyway, just want to throw that in people's faces since they expose the names and all that. But anyway, but you can hear it in the music. You can hear it in the quality of the songs. You can hear it in the ferociousness of the rhymes. Like, I think you always had a vision, but the mission seems like it's like y'all got that 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 lion gaze in your eyes. Yeah. Shout out to the logo. You Shout know out I mean? to the logo. That's yeah. Jay, that's Jay's creation, by the way. Renaissance it's like movement. A Thirty second conversation. He was like, "Y'all need a lion with a business suit on." I was like, "What?" I right. need a designer right now. That was it. Yeah. Is that fast? Shout um, out to Kinski. Shout out to Kinski, bro. Yeah. Um, I'm the plug, yo. Yeah, for real. Straight up. Yeah, you get me, yeah. you get me straight. Even yeah. with the government name and all, still yeah. the plug. I don't mean uh, I, I don't mean to boast, but my self esteem is low because they exposed my government. <laughs> so I'm just trying to build it back it's up fine, or it's something. Fine. My Maybe. humility is incredible. Um, and I'm on so. video drinking this Lacroix too. This so. No, nah, but that's that's that that's that placement. That's that that's that you know. Check this out, LaCroix. We haven't gotten any royalties yet. No, we haven't. But, but this mean, brings racial reconciliation. Does it I really? I walk around with this right here, yeah. the white people be like, look, you go, LaCroix? Yeah, he's I'm a, like, I'm you're a safe one. You're safe. You're safe. 40-year-old <laughs> white women say that. I just want to make, make that So clear. it's still racial reconciliation, bro. No matter how you catch it, the LaCroix is making moves out here. Whatever. <laughs> it does. It, it is. really does. I mean, You've it, seen it happen? It does. I tried. It. He took a he took a slow step too. <laughs> like that's that that's that Pepsi joint. Right? That's that straight up. That's that. Please sponsor my radio show right there. Yeah, straight Turn up. Turn so that the people see the joint. That's what you you know. You got to make sure that they know you really sipping liquor. That joint ain't got no flavor. It's the <laughs> uh, that's you just killed any but, chance. But if you wake up in the middle of the night and hit one of these joints, like you got like the dry throat while you sleeping. It's like that. Oh my what? Okay, All right. freeze your whole live off, brother. <laughs> All right, my bad. I'm sorry. I didn't took us all off track. I got a serious question, though. The rabbit trails are great, though. I yeah. got I got a serious question. Um, so you went to Africa. Mm-hmm. I talked to you right when y'all came back. Yeah. And I already knew something was gonna happen because yeah. I knew you had saw too much. Like anything, like like you know, like sometimes you see some stuff that you can't shake, and you know it's gonna have an effect on the way you move forward in life. Yeah, I mean, Shirk has been over in Haiti, um, and he's explained several situations like that where it just impacts you for the rest of your life and the way you go forward. Anything over there specifically that you saw that impacted you like that? Um, I'm trying to think of just one thing, bro. Like, first of all, we had a we had a great time in Cape Town, uh, and and Hillsong worked with us and got us into eight high schools. Um, you know, some were, you know, half a half Christian Muslim, some were predominantly Muslim, but they, we got in there and got to do what we do. And just the love that we got, regardless, and just seeing the joy on those kids' faces and all that and how receptive they were, and just we became friends and family with a lot of people over there. Like, that was just a good experience. And while I was in Cape Town, there was one, I got one in Cape Town and one in Pretoria. In Cape Town, um, we went to a special needs school. And, you know, when we growing up, it was always like the, oh, you on the short bus. Like, there was always kind of like this, uh, you know, unfair esteem of that. But it's even worse there. Like, people that come visit schools, they skip over mm. the special needs school because there's a, there's a tone of shame, mm-hmm. you know what mm. I'm saying, community-wise. So we got to go to one and, you know, did a show for the kids and talk, had a good time. And we didn't realize how big of a deal it was. So a bunch of kids just kind of ran up on stage. And we don't care. So we just, they ran up on stage. And we, let, we danced with them. Mm-hmm. One little girl came up. And she reached to grab the mic. I put the mic to her mouth, and she grabbed it from me. <laughs> and I was like, all right, whatever, it's your mic. And she grabbed it, and then she does like this and opens her mouth to sing, and nothing comes out. And I'm like, okay, well, everybody makes a noise for it. So the whole you know, thing cheered. Afterwards, the teachers are like, that was a freaking miracle. Like, what happened? She, that girl is severely autistic. Mm. She cannot speak. Mm. Wow. And she's so ashamed of that, she doesn't participate in school. Yeah. And so for her to walk up there on her own and grab the mic from you and try to sing for her school, God did something that we weren't even expecting mm. right there for her. And just those special moments showing that, the, you know, it's the foolish things of the world, confound the wise. Yeah. Something as stupid as us going to do Christian hip-hop at a school could be what God used to just break 
years of shame and a little girl let her know that she had dignity, value, and worth like everybody else. Yeah. Blew my mind. You know what I mean? Um, the other thing was in Pretoria, that's what we're building the safe house. This is just, it, it's just an overall feeling from there. Like we spent a week with these beautiful kids, 130 plus kids every day, single or double orphan. One or both of their parents are gone because of AIDS, HIV AIDS. And shout out Dr. Marsha and Dr. Jenny and Kira's Global for all they're doing for those kids. And it's, I think for me, it was the fact that it's 130 kids. We're playing, we're playing uh, four square and kickball, and I'm beating all the kids. I'm just tearing them pieces. It's, it was fun. It was <laughs> self esteem booster for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, two little girls. I won't say the names, but two little girls. I remember vividly. Every day I got off out the car, they ran up to me. They were my two girls. Mm-hmm. Like we just, we just fell in love with each other. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and see those two little girls. And when they told me about the need for a safe house, immediately I was like, Yo, you are two years older than my daughter. You are three years older than my daughter. I can't come back here and you're not here. Yeah. I can't come back here and you're missing. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it was, there was this immediate like connection between your, your, my daughter's age. Yeah. Uh, and, and I want to keep you safe. And like that, that was part of the fuel that God used months and months and months later to say, we got to, we got to do something. You know what I mean? So it was like, well, how are we going to do it? And I'm scared. And I've never done it before. It was like, man, forget all that. We got to do something. And for me, it's like those two little girls. Mm. Um, so that, that was a special moment for me. I, I mean, you had those experiences here, but it was something about the cultural difference. It hit you, it hit you different because it was such a cultural, um, I know it was just, it wasn't what you were used to. So everything was, 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 was on another level of heightened sensitivity. Yeah. And, and, uh, I mean, you know that from Haiti, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was like that need was just magnified to me and we wanted to do something. Man, that resonates with me a lot because, uh, I know what that feeling is where, it's like, it just comes to a point where the need's so obvious yeah. that you're like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but something has to happen, so let's just start doing it, you know? Yeah. And <clears throat> I felt that before, too. And what's interesting about it is, I think you're hitting on an interesting subject, is like, when you're in a different culture, it just smacks you so much harder for some reason. Yeah. Because it's so outside of what, I guess, you even have... Um, preconceived notions about or like you already have any idea of how things are you just enter into something and the need's so blatantly obvious that you're like this this isn't just this can't happen and so let's do something yeah and when you walk like that i mean that is quote walking in faith because you don't know how it's going to happen yeah but you just go walk and by faith not by sight and guess what those times god shows up every time yeah and he does stuff i don't know how it works but it's weird that here in America, when we see it, it's not that same urgency. At least for me. I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. It, I don't feel the same urgency like, okay, we just got to go. We got to do it. Like, I don't know if it's like a comfort thing. I don't know if it's like, you know, laziness. I, I don't know what it is. But, like, I guess when I was living in Haiti, I felt like, well, I'm here and I am on mission, period. Bye-bye. So what are we doing to see the gospel go forth? How are we going to actually holistically care for the people here. Yeah. Yeah. But then you get here and it's just super easy to get self involved, selfish and just kind of be like, eh. Well, I, I think know. there's a I think there's a there's a, a plus and a minus to that. Like I think you're 100% right. Like I think I think again when you're in a different culture, you're looking around, everything you're doing is new, everything you're learning is new. So everything's heightened sensitivity. When you see something that's familiar, you're surprised like, "Oh, snap." You know what I'm saying? So there's that I need to respond because all the things I know aren't here mm-hmm. and I'm not sitting in my familiarity and my comfort. So your heightened sensitivity to do that. But the other thing back here, like it's easy to get involved, of course, with the, the, you know, the selfishness and the self-absorbed and if somebody else will do it. I mean, this is America. Resources right. abound. Like mm-hmm. it's easy to feel that way. But at the same time, it's also, that's not necessarily a problem to me. Like for me, it's, it's always what is God doing? Uh, what is God saying? And what are you trying to pose for the selfie live camera? <laughs> Uh, what is God saying and what are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? So like yeah. if God has called you, even though you're from here to do something there, yeah. then do something there and don't be ashamed that you're not doing the same thing here. Yeah. If God's called you to do something here, don't go overseas because you feel like that's the only way you can get mission in. Right. Like mission is here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that there's a plus and minus to that. And the only equal, uh, the only, the only thing what to calibrate it is what is God saying to you, and what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you're supposed to go, go. If you're supposed to stay, stay. But be on mission wherever you are. Yeah. Most definitely, yeah. Uh, you know, I um, I want to hit another song real quick, especially when you were talking about the girls earlier. I was about to shed a thug tear for real. Um, no, seriously, though, for real. And so I, um, 
Legend, I just, I'm really excited, man. I'm really glad to have you here, whatever, because I think just the words, you know, you're speaking is good for our city. I think, yeah, I always think it's a big deal when people, I think people talk about going all the time or they talk about going to the urban context or overseas or wherever the case may be. But there's not a whole lot of people that get up and go because it is by faith. God doesn't always give you all of the details. Sometimes he just gives you the go. And so um, I'm just glad to have you on the air to be able to give people a picture of what that go looks like. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like God is glorifying himself through the work he's doing through you. When we come back from this song, I want to talk about is Dr. Jenny. I think Dr. Jenny's up there. Dr. Yeah. Jenny, Dr. Marsha, and yeah, yeah. up there. I want to I want to get into the nitty-gritty of how the Safe House project came about and what it is. Well, um hit us with another song real quick though. Yeah, this this song is a, a really exciting song we have on the record, man. Um I want to shout out my brother uh uh uh, uh Jermaine Sinai. I got thought his government knew too. If everybody else getting on blast. We could, we, everybody's government everybody's is coming on blast. Out. Is that right. Dr. Jenny's real name? Cause we that can... is Dr. Jenny's real name. Okay, all um, right. You know what I'm saying? We have a, we have another name, but we'll we'll throw that we'll throw that we'll keep that for the comeback. Okay, um, <laughs> okay. But, uh, we're gonna throw that rap name out, uh, Dr. Jenny. But like, so uh, this song is really exciting. Sinai wrote a song going on the theme of the album. Everybody needs a safe house. There's a whole lot of talk about refugees. Yeah. A lot of talk about, you know, is it the right move, wrong move? And we wanted to make the case that theologically speaking, everybody is a refugee. Nobody belongs here. And we need a safe house to go to. So that's kind of the point that we're trying to make. Um, and so we were honored to have the brother, uh, The Truth, to jump on the record. So it's a Sinai featuring wow. The Truth. It's called Refugee. Straight up. Pure Radio 103.7, 1320 AM. We'll be right back. Refugee. Boom. <laughs> Still got a million problems 
And I still got a lot of bags Missiles fired so I seek asylum Boy, I seek asylum in a secret place High powers wanna keep it silent Battle plan for the travel ban Let the planet fans to escape the violence Got the borders up for the foreigners Keep them out, they ain't one of us That's how you make the country great again So glad God ain't one of us Man, it's war torn, here to put us fly Most soul general aside Pope Coles, medical arrives Poor souls in the genocide You an enemy of the state now We can show you the escape route Refugees find the silence, take them to the safe house Safe now, you an enemy of the state now We can show you the escape route Refugees find the silence, take them to the safe house You're safe now, yeah? I am not the only one needs a secret place to run to I am not the only one that needs a little hope to hold on to and what you know about being nice, we some refugees. And what you know about being nice, we some refugees. And what you know about being nice, we some refugees. They might think they run this, but we know who owns it. Owns it. They might think they run this, but we know who owns it. Owns it. They might think they run this, but we know who owns it. Owns it. They might think they run this, but we know who owns it. Yo, welcome back to the Ville Radio. This is Shirk Dog. And that was Refugee by, is it Cyanide or Cyanide? Cyanide, like Mount Cyanide. Like Cyanide. Like Cyanide. I was hoping it was. But the rhyme Cyanide. flow is like Cyanide. But sometimes <laughs> I almost heard that. Yeah, okay, cool. And truth, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Legend, tell us about the theology on that track. Yeah, I mean, for us, man, it's like a couple things. No matter how you feel about the situation politically, like the Old Testament demanded. Uh, kindness and, and safety for foreigners and refugees, right? Mm-hmm. And even now, the Bible says we are foreigners, we're refugees, we're aliens, even, you know, we're not from here if we're part of the kingdom of God. So, like, theologically to understand that, um, at least, you know, what, whatever the right political, whatever move is or isn't, that should at least garner compassion for people in need seeking sh- shelter and refuge and safety. And that's the point we wanted to make with the record. So, like, we wanted to at least say, like, you know, you know, what does Jesus say? You know, you bring a cup of water in my name. You come visit me. If I'm sick, you come. You're doing that to me. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we have to be compassionate to that. Everybody may not supposed to be, inv- be involved in that crisis, but at least you can have some compassion and care. Mm. And that's and I don't see uh, compassion and caring for everybody. And I'm like, if you understand that you're a refugee too, and that you know this ain't your land either. Like you don't yeah. own this. If we can understand that, then we can have compassion on people who are fleeing a dangerous situation, trying to raise their kids and protect themselves. You know what's crazy? Still- is that whenever this thing was really popping off, like during the uh, like election debates, I guess yeah. was. Uh, I mean, when you saw the sides, it was like liberal people were like, "No, we want to bring in, you know, and help." And then the conservative quote Christian people would be like, "No, this is our country," and you know, whatever. And it's like. Don't y'all know y'all worship a God man who was a refugee himself? Yeah. Like Jesus himself right. was a refugee right. and totally can empathize with any refugee knowing what that feels like. Yeah. Right. And it's like that means nothing. And we've know? been and we've been grafted in. Yeah. So we're essentially are refugees in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And and by God's mercy and grace being pulled into a na- a new nation home family right. with the Lord you know what I'm saying another kingdom straight up and we down don't belong into it now. have no rights to but been given every right in by the blood of Jesus yeah. I mean, so that's gangster stuff man yeah you can take that too like even you know when, when everybody's you know things flare up and shout out to everybody that was fighting on a refugee crisis years before it was a political hot button in the base mm-hmm. like they, people been over there five six seven ten years fighting and doing that and no recognition yeah so i praise god for them because they're the real heroes of the whole thing straight up but even like with the whole being a crucifixion like we're talking about you know court cases and and and, and uh, uh unjust things and police stuff and all we're talking about all these type of different things and we're like wait a minute we worship a savior who got falsely accused beaten thrown in jail with a bad court case and murdered Mm. And we're actually going to say that that's not possible. It could happen to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like, so we, we got to, everything that we're, we're drawing dividing lines on the stuff Jesus went through. And I'm like, are we read, we got to read the same book with yeah. clear eyes and not our, uh, not our, the, the eyes of our positions or agendas. Like just read the scriptures and you'll find truth where it is and the, and the lies will fall off. Ooh, it's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hear it? Hey, all right. So listen, 
safe house. Let's bring it on home because like I want people to I want to know I want them to know how they can support. Yeah. I want them to know what it is and what y'all are actually doing with the project. And and I guess let's start off like how'd you even how'd you get involved with um with with them across seas. I know y'all took the trip and everything else, but how did this all come together? Yeah, my church is plugged in with Curious Global and uh, that orphan care center in in, uh, in Pretoria, South Africa, and Social Gouve in Pretoria. We we went there to serve these kids and you know do some racial reconciliation stuff in the community, some concerts and some preaching, and really just work with them. They've been over there for ten years. So shout out Dr. Marsh and Dr. Jenny Shaggy. That's Jenny's rap name. Uh, and uh, shout out Shaggy. And so we we worked with them and our church to just be in this place. And it was like, hey, we want Renaissance to come, come on this trip. So we went. Um, and it just when I was asking them, what's you know, I'm seeing this amazing work, but the kids got to leave by four or five o'clock. Uh, to walk home, and um, they have to walk home, some of them, as early as elementary school, possibly as much as two hours alone to get home, uh, and, and they've got elementary up to high school at the center, and so I'm like, well, well, why five, and they're like, well, they got to get home before dark, or else there's a risk of them getting snatched up, mm-hmm. so, and I'm like, okay, um, and they told me some other heartbreaking stories about stuff, they told me about elementary school kids that they gotten raped and abused, they told me about a, a girl that was 17, left a, a prayer meeting, Somebody came up behind her, chloroformed her, had her wait, had their way for three days, threw her on the side of the road when they were done, and because of you know just because of her stepdad, the shame culture, whatever, her stepdad was like, well, you can't come back here after that happened to you, so now she's homeless. You see what I'm saying? Like that type of stuff. Like we we need a safe house for them. So I'm like, what happens after five? And she basically like, we hope they come back the next day. And I was like, what do you need next? She said, we need a safe house. So when we hear about those stories, we have somewhere to put those kids. Like right now, kids are sleeping on staff members' couches and on floors and stuff. And 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 Dr. Marsh and Jenny just adopted a girl because the grandmother was like, "I'm about to die. When I die, I don't want, you know, so and so to come because I know he's going to try to sell her off. I need you to promise me you're going to take." And then they adopt. You know, that that type of the 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 care of the workers, but like they're doing what they can. Yeah, they need a home. So we came back, man. I hit a mild depression actually. Like I actually was about to quit renaissance i didn't want to do it anymore i was like i don't know what i'm doing i don't want to i don't i can't handle this and when i came out of that funk all i could think about was safe house that's all i could think about and i was like and i called the team and we all met and i was like guys i know we're gonna just do a song we're just gonna do this I, we talked and prayed got some counsel shout out to josh naminsky my publicist and um and the collective thought was screw all that man do a whole album and give a hundred percent of it to build the safe house and that's what we just decided to do. So focus, myself, Sinai, we're like, we'll get to our projects later. Let's pause and do this. So we kick-started, raised some money into last year to do the album. And we were working on the album. It's supposed to be done in March. It's taken till now. Uh, it took us six months, and, and it's about, it comes out June 9th. Who's on the album? Uh, the features are, uh, we got The Truth up there. Shout out Truth. We got oh. my homie KJ Scriven up there. Shout out KJ Scriven. We got, got KJ Scriven on KJ it. KJ Scriven on so the. So y'all not playing around. <laughs> we not, man. Okay. Like that, that was a that was a blessing, bro. He's he's that dude's a, a monster. Uh, we got the homie Eshan. You know, I'm been talking about three years for working with with Bombay. Yeah, yeah. You know, you actually text him one time like, "Get back." I'm like, "I ain't ready yet." Like, Philly's fine. Got to step my bars up. Before I get my brother right on, there, man. straight so, up. Uh, he's up there, man. He's he's been really dope. And uh, uh, Jared Sanders, man, new to God over money. He's on yeah. there. We becoming brothers and talking to him regularly. And you know, we had a we built a bunch of relationships with other artists that we didn't we didn't get to put on this project. But it's been such a relational building process. I've been grateful for it. I get to know people that I've been listening to. Yeah. And it's just really cool. So those are the features. And then shout out to my brother Speck, Teen Speck House. He did yeah. all the mixing, mastering, production, jumped on a couple hooks and killed them. And as always, the ever-present little bro Laquan Green on the production and and crazy vocal. Nobody in the world sings like Laquan Green. Yeah. Uh, he's up there doing some stuff, man. So we got a really dope record. Boy, Speck be staying busy, too. That dude, man. That dude is, I don't know, he be on Mars mixing people's records. I'm like, I don't know how you... St- keep traveling everywhere bro. yeah but yeah. he's killing it though yeah so. that's what's up man yeah so um bring it on home um how can people support this project because just clearly what you're saying i know the needs are just probably infinite you know what i'm saying yeah um from you know from what y'all are doing right here over to africa what are the ways people can actually sew into what y'all are doing yeah a um, couple ways, man. I mean, I don't want to be cliche, but it is what it is. I need people praying that their hearts would be turned towards this. It would not be like 
then it not be where I started. Oh, I hope somebody important does something. No, you do something. Help. Yeah. Um, people can buy the album. We're asking people to buy it and not stream it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, we're asking people to buy it and then stream it. We yeah. want both. But yeah. all of the money goes directly to the safe house for this out for the album purchase. And you stream it, we get pennies. But when you stream it, um, we'll get on playlists and more exposure for the call. So I want that to happen too, but not what please purchase, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't hold back your ten bucks. And to encourage people, our dollar is fourteen Rand. Our dollar is fourteen of their currency. So your ten dollar purchase is hundred and forty Rand. Wow. You know what I mean? Like you want to talk about investment, like that that multiplies right there. Mm. Um so that make that makes a major difference. And then this is running through our nonprofit. We have a five oh one C three called Expect Renaissance. And this is all through that. So people that want to donate, we're asking businesses, we're asking churches. We've got to raise a total of $100,000 to do this. Uh, I've never raised that much before. Uh, I know it's not a lot in the big scheme, but it's a lot to me. So churches and businesses that are giving um, to that, they can give through safehouseproject.org, safehouseproject.org. And it's, it's a write-off. And, you know, we'll get you your letters and all that for the end of the year. But whatever we can do to get that 100 grand in, we really need to do that. And that's a way to do it. And other than that, I'm just asking people to share the album, advocate it. Um, this ain't about us. Like I said, all of the proceeds are going over to this. Mm-hmm. We got to raise 100 grand and then 20 grand every year after to keep it maintained. Um, so that's kind of what we're trying to do. Let me ask a question. Yeah. Can I, before you yeah. hit the question, um, I know there's a lot of pastors and a lot of people listening that can take this to their pastor. Yeah. How can people reach out to you if they want to get involved and step into what y'all are doing? And yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, what? who can they contact? Yeah, they can just email us, man. Like, if they go to the site, there's an email up there. I believe it's help at safehouseproject.org. Or they can just email me, legend, L-E-G-I-N, at rmmusic.tv. And I'll make sure either I get back or it gets to the right people. So help at safehouseproject.org. Go to the website. There'll be a connection there for who you can email and who you can call. Or hit me up, legend, L-E-G-I-N, at rmmusic.tv. And then always on the Renaissance Movement Facebook page or or the RM Music TV Instagram, just DM us and we'll get back. There's also a Safe House Instagram, which is F-E House. So the Safe House with no A, S-F-E House on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. So, so here's here's my question before we hit another song. Is <clears throat> so, like I, it's been said, I was in Haiti for a while, and I've seen a lot of uh, you know nonprofits come in and out and try and build stuff. I think for a lot of people I've seen, it's really helpful to explain like a hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money, right? Yeah, it's not to businesses, it's not to corporations, it's not even to some churches, but to individuals. When you hear that number, you're like, yeesh. Yeah. What do you in Af- Africa? A hundred thousand dollars. So my question is, I mean, it seems like you're on top of your stuff and bright. So can you explain what that actually goes to? I try to try to give off that vibe. It's not true. But I try yeah. To, um, you know, it go, it's going to go actually to the building of the home. So yeah. the hundred thousand dollars, and actually that's not the total amount. It's really a hundred and forty. Curious is covering the the forty from their own donor base. We're doing the hundred. Um, that hundred forty thousand is actually going to the construction of the project. I can get. We got a picture of the land they've actually acquired for it now. Cool. Um, I, I've got to send over as soon as they give me the word. I've got to send over like four grand mm-hmm. to cover um, uh, the fencing and stuff like. So like we're yeah. we're literally building something from scratch in the development that's close enough to the community to reach them, but far enough away that the kids are safe. Yeah. Uh, and so we've got we've got the contractors on land. We've got we've we got it's jobs in the community. South African contractors, workers. Um, and they're on it too. Like once this is ready, they're three to four months safe houses up. End of this year, top of next maybe. Mm-hmm. So it's and how many kids will it be able to? It's going to hold house probably eight to ten. You know, cool. we're getting the final schematics. Yeah. The goal is for it to be transitional. You know, maybe right. six months, but we don't know what type of, you know, rehabilitation kids sure. are going to need or whatever hell they've been through. So like we're hoping that we can get them in and out. Like there's a kid that we the story that we've been telling is she was you know raped in uh, first grade and in fourth grade she came home. Her mom had just left her, and she so she would go after school every day and knock on neighbors' doors for a safe place to sleep. Well, thank God, some Christian groups over there got wind of her story, and Dr. Marsh and Jenny connected them. Somebody's trying to find a house for her now, so she's safe. But that that's the type of story that this is for. Mm-hmm. So typically, I mean, we're thinking six months plus or so, but it could be much longer than that. Yeah, sure. It's really just trans. And, you know, when I heard the number, I'll just say this, I don't know how much time we have, but when I heard, you know, oh, man, eight to ten kids, that's not a lot because you're thinking there's four million people in Sochenguve. It takes me back to that story about the starfish, right? Uh, it's this kid walking on the beach, and there's starfish everywhere, and he just picks up one and throws it in the beach, picks up one and throws it in the beach. Old man comes along, and he's like, what are you doing? Look at this whole beach. You'll never 
get all these starfish in here. It does. It's not going to matter. And he picks up one and throws it in. He's like, well, it mattered to him. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? If we can get eight to ten kids safe, yeah. it matters to them. You know what I mean? So um, you never know who that kid's going to go on to be. And what's crazy is, it's like, how, how much does someone's life worth? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Like, even if it was $1 million for one kid, I mean, is that kid worth $1 million? Yeah, yeah, most you know? definitely. And I think I like the, it, it, also the fact that it's a transitional house. Like, there's a structure that goes up that's able to continue to serve that community yeah. Yeah. as these kids grow yeah. and, and come through it. So cool. um, I don't know what we're looking like on Tom's shirt, dog. We, well, we got another song. Let's hit another song. Legend, what you want to hit? Oh, yeah. Shout out to my man, uh, Focus. Focus killed this record. He's amazing with hooks, amazing with concepts. He's just very contemporary in his style, and he's just got energy. He's a youth pastor, so I'm proud of him. This record he's got is called Felony. And again, with the theme of everybody needs a safe house, he's like, yo, I was, I'm a felon. But he came in and stepped into my situation. Straight and that's up. what the whole record's about. So this is Focus, Felony. <laughs> I hear the stories I be telling, but I don't like how y'all be telling this. Yeah. I hear the stories I be telling, but I don't like how y'all be telling this. Whoa. I hear the stories y'all be telling, but I don't like how y'all be telling it. I wanna talk about his life, y'all wanna talk about his melanin. Am I guilty on my past? Whoa. Felony, felony, felony. Keep on making waves, keep on making waves. Man, my God, it's so repetitive. Whoa. I hear the stories y'all be telling, but I don't like how y'all be telling it. I wanna talk about his life, y'all wanna talk about his melanin. Am I guilty on my past? Whoa. Felony, felony, felony. Keep on making waves, keep on making waves. Man, my God, it's so repetitive. Whoa. Oh my God, oh my goodness. You made waves when I couldn't. Man, I think I found peace of mind. Sitting, can I take a piss from mine? Wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm like the Lord of with scripture. He who begun a good work in me won't stop till he finished. Hold on, I ain't finished yet. Nah, salvation got its benefits. Yeah. I'm guilty like OJ, but God is the judge and the jury, and he said I'm innocent. Guilty but innocent, sniper with the word, and I ain't right for your fitting hat. They wanna put me in a box, I am overweight, so I would not fit in there. I was in the valley looking for a way, 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 way out. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Oh my God, I think I found a safe house. Tuned into the election, got me praying for the nation. Then I turned into Facebook, started praying, no condemnation. Any man being Christ Jesus, I'm praying he is a new creature. Follow me, I know the leader. Water of life by the leader. Water of life by the leader. Man, I got it by the boatload. My life Titanic, I'm just glad that it got me on the boat, though. I hear the story that y'all be telling, but I don't like how y'all be telling it. I want to talk about his life. Y'all want to talk about his melanin. Am I guilty of my past? Whoa. Felony, felony, felony. Keep on making waves, keep on making waves. Man, my God, it's so repetitive. I hear the story that y'all be telling, but I don't like how y'all be telling it. I want to talk about his life. Y'all wanna talk about his melanin? Am I guilty of my past? Ooh, felony, felony, felony. Keep on making waves, keep on making waves. Man, my God, it's so repetitive. Ooh, what's the topic of discussion? What? I don't like what y'all discussing. I don't think you're praying privately about a lot of things you say in public. Got Bible talk and never did nothing. Self-righteous folk, man, you get on my nerves. Every other day, Facebook live, always saying how you got a word. Tell me what are y'all accomplishing? I don't wanna talk accomplishments. I wanna talk about my thorn and how I had to plead to God to put a stop to it. I pleaded with the Lord three times. Each time, grace was sufficient though. Now I preach faith and grace is the bait I use on my fishing pole. Bad news is I gotta pass. Felony, felony, felony. Good news is I found grace. Now my past is irrelevant. I stay struck with the sword of truth. How I use it is a better message. Yeah, yeah. I was told that the truth hurts, but I think I found a better method. Man, it's two kind of doctors. Two. One cuts with precision. Yeah. The other, no regard for human life. Don't care if the cut kill him. Church. Both gotta perform surgery. Yeah. We yeah. discovered it's an issue. But in order to preserve life, only one cut is beneficial. I hear the stories I be telling, but I don't like how y'all be telling it. I wanna talk about his life. Y'all wanna talk about his melanin. Am I guilty of my past? Whoa. Felony, felony, felony. Keep on making waves, keep on making waves. Man, my God, it's so repetitive. Whoa. I hear the stories y'all be telling, but I don't like how y'all be telling it. I wanna talk about his life. Y'all wanna talk about his melanin. Am I guilty of my past? Whoa. Felony, felony, felony. Keep on making waves, keep on making waves. Man, my God, it's so repetitive. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's the Bill Radio Show. We just coming back, you know what I'm saying? This is Pure Radio, 103.7 FM, 1320 AM. Shout out to our sponsors at The Ville Church. Um, you know what I'm saying? You can check us out at theville.church. 
We do services on Sunday, 10.30 a.m. Address is 956 North Liberty Street. And we be preaching that good old Jesus stuff, talking about the good old grace and mercy. His mercies are made new every morning. But I ain't going to start preaching on the air because I surely will or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, we back, you know what I'm saying? We got our guests over here, Renaissance Movement, you know what I'm saying? My cousin Legend. What up, what up? Straight up. Shirk Dog. Hey, real quick, why y'all call Renaissance? Why'd y'all decide in that IHOP, Renaissance? Rebirth. Rebirth. This means a change. It means rebirth. It means redefining art. And that's just the name that popped up. It gathered more meaning along the years, but mm. it just sounded cool at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but that's, that's what it is, man. It just, it just made sense. Cool. Trying to change it. Le- Legend, how did you how did you become a believer? Like, what what was that for you? I was always in church, man, but um, I don't think I actually really embraced the gospel. You know what I'm saying? So, I I dropped out of college and and just kind of got involved in some businesses, trying to make some money quick, and that fell apart. My absent father, 15 years, came back into my life and tried to make up for the past, and it took me nine months when I finally forgave him. Our last conversation was, "I forgive you." Right after that, he died. So everything kind of crashed at one time. Business crash, that happened, and I'd ruined a bunch of relationships being a jerk trying to live fast, and uh, I just felt hopeless and like, why do I wake up in the morning? And I just, at one moment of desperation, cried out like, Jesus, if you are who Grandma said you are, I need you. I'll give my life up if you're really who you are. Otherwise, I don't know what I'm going to do. And my life changed that next morning. Like, my heart was different. My hope was different. Everything was different. And I was like, yo, this, this dude's real. And I just ran after him ever since. Yeah, t- t- like if you can for the listeners, w- will you tie what you just said in to what you do today? Like why you, because here's the thing, like people here, um, you know, yeah, you know, because you, you're on the road, you travel, you do a lot of really amazing stuff. But I know that stuff is work and it's responsibility and it's, you know, it's not always lights and stuff. And, and on the stage, there's a lot more behind the scenes. Yeah. And there's deadlines and stuff. And, yeah. and you've given your life to um, to ministry and, and giving people the gospel. Yeah. Um, for the person out there who doesn't comprehend that, why would you give your life to it? Why do you do that? Um, I feel like the same hope I've been given, I can't keep to myself. So... I know that, you know, when you know that people are made in the image of God and they have an eternal value, an eternal purpose, an eternal destiny, and they don't know that, and you see all of the hopelessness that comes from that, whether that's, they're self-destructive, they're killing themselves, they're trying to find joy in everything they can find, or to, in order to make themselves feel better, they're abusing somebody else to feel more powerful, which is the safe house situation. And it's all a loss of identity and not knowing what your value is. So if... I don't know if there's any more of a holy calling to help communicate to somebody. You know, the God of the universe has value on you. And he's, you're so important to him that while you were in your worst state, he sent his son to die in your place to pay your debt. So that I think everything about what I, how I live, whether I was working a nine-to-five corporate job, flipping burgers, rapping, or, or CEO, it doesn't make a big difference. Like, I have to use my, my influence and my resource to communicate that to the people God puts in my path. I think that's all of our calling. So it's worth all the stress and the strain and the tears and the late nights and the, the human struggles and the, yo, I'm not built for this and all of that. It's worth all of it. Dope, dope. Um, we got three more minutes, and then we're going to go off the air actually playing one of your songs. Word up. But real quickly or whatever, I keep in your artist, you know what I'm saying? So I got to throw this in front of you. I keep hearing all these, like, seeing all these beefs and everything <laughs> with Lecrae and what he's doing and all of that. And I know y'all had a show scheduled with them not too long ago, yeah. what was your first-hand take of, you know, getting face-to-face with him in the conversations y'all had? Um, to me, he was he was who you would hope he would be in the background based on the proclamation he's had. I enjoyed the brother. He was very kind to us. We had a situation go down where there was some bad miscommunication that had nothing to do with him um, where we were supposed to perform and it didn't work out. And it had nothing to do with him. Like, he found, showed up that night and found out, and was like, I don't know these dudes. And he really had the right to just not care. But he brought us up to the room, was super apologetic, like, bro, I didn't even know, man. I'm so sorry. And he was just, he just, his heart went out to us. We talked and chopped it up, found out we knew some of the same people. And he just was, he was just a real dude. He didn't have to do that. And then he ended up bringing us up on stage afterwards, like, yo, just come through. I want to shout y'all out, you know, for y'all community or whatever. So he was a real good bro, and I, I just appreciate that. I really hope I get to meet him again. So, yeah, you know, people got beefs. I don't know if, you know, whatever, but, like, I just appreciated the man he was that day when I met him, and I'm, I thank God for him. I thank God for what he's doing for the culture. Yeah. Uh, even if you don't understand it, you know, what's God telling you to do? That's how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I had to ask you that because I personally 
Like I hear, pe- I see people going at his throat all the time. Yeah. And I know his life is moving too fast for him to always explain what's going on with people. Right. But everybody I bump into that that rocks with him, they be like, "Homie, solid." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just interesting because he gets so much heat. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, people that are mad at him are mad because it's a consumer issue on their point. Like, I like this type of music, and you changed it. Now they're going at his throat. Yeah. But the people that I've met that knew him before I even met him all said the same thing. So Most I was definitely. like, well, I've got personal testimony. I don't really care about your YouTube posts. Yeah. So, Alright, so earlier you was giving out your emails for people to contact you if they want to jump on board with the Safe House Project. Yeah, yeah. You said you have another email as well? Yeah, yeah. Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I at rmmusic.tv. K-R-I-S-T-I at rmmusic.tv. Christy's helping coordinate stuff. Yo, when you get a chance to, that was just our DJ just scratching real quick. That's all that was. You know what I'm saying? When you get a chance to, shoot us that stuff also. Shoot us the information. And then when we post this up on the Ville uh, Radio Facebook We'll put that information also so people could come back to it. Thank you, bro. Bro, we you know I know what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't nothing man. but the Lord that done brought you Thank down you here. Sir. We appreciate yeah, you man. being on the show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, uh. So listen, we're gonna check out. What yep. are we gonna do? What are we doing? We 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 rocking another song? If we got one last song. So we're gonna end the show with a song. Yeah. Yo, this is uh, Pure Radio 103.7, 1320 AM. You rocking with the Ville Radio Show. Shout out to our sponsors. The Ville Church. Check them out at theville.church. What's the website for Renaissance? Uh, rmmusic.tv and safehouseproject.org. Pick up that Safe House Project, for real. Stop playing around out there, people. And make sure you don't don't just stream it. Stream it and cop the actual album. Yo, that's a big return. You said $1 over here is $14 in Africa. It's 14 rand. Yep. So when you buy a $10 album over here, you're you actually blessing the project in, the, in, in $140. Yep. Well, that's a crazy return on a blessing right there. Yep. It is. Absolutely. Most definitely. You know what I mean? We're going to play We Are the World again? Nah, man. We ain't playing We Are the World again. <laughs> Michael Jackson, that Captain Crunch blazer got me all kind of spooked out on the song. I just watched the video the other day. We'll, we'll pass or whatever, man. This glove was all glistening. It's weird, man. You know what I mean? We set the trend, Yo, brother. Legend, take us out with a song, brother. What's Shout out to Sinai. Focus, Sinai. I love you, brother. Appreciate who you Straight are. Up. Same to the family, man. Love y'all. Um... Show them KJ Scriven. This is actually his song. He let me jump up on it and be a part of it. Uh, shout out to the brother KJ Scriven, man, and uh, and all everything he's doing. Transformation Church, North Carolina. This is show them. Show them that he lives through me. Let's go. Shout out Ville Church. We love y'all. Peace, y'all. Church judge, cause a couple dudes wasn't walking right. We killing over name brands, dying for the get up. Wanna argue about your skin tone? I wanna argue, did you get up? I wanna see my sin die. These broken pieces picked up. They wanna tear down, we wanna build up. Safe house. And I believe you'll be the refuge that I run to. And your implications be conclusions that I come to. Dumb excuses.
that I once used. What really can one do? But you rose to show once and for all what one do is finished. If it's happening to one, then it's happening to us too. I'm shouting at the mountain ranges, just wanna see one move. I need some other voices just to come to. That's a movement. We heard the cry, so we gon' come through. So, so I'll show, show them that you live. I'm gonna show them that you live through me.